Welcome to the Created to Thrive podcast, the podcast designed to help you deepen your relationship with God, cultivate healthy mindsets and emotions, and step into your God-given potential. Hi, I'm Lori K. Snyder, and in today's episode 104, we are going to talk about how to unlock the power of the kingdom of God in your life. And we're going to practically give you some basics today, because I have found that the kingdom of God is a topic that most people have not been taught on, and so they really don't understand it very well. And in this episode, I'm sharing a discussion I had with my friend Chris Cree of New Creations Ministries over a year ago on his video platform called Kingdom Mindsets. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you have heard Chris on here before as we regularly share topics on the kingdom of God. And so I'm going to share how I struggled for way too many years before I found freedom in embracing my right standing with God instead of constantly being focused on sin and the mistakes and how I wasn't living up to the standard that I thought God had of me. And my life was dramatically transformed when I started learning about the truths of how God's kingdom operates and how it was God's will for me to experience it here on earth as it is in heaven. And I had to learn how to rest in God's love for me as his daughter. You know, out of all the things that the Apostle Paul could have used to characterize the kingdom of God, he chose righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, like probably most people would say, it was about our faith and authority and power and miracles and being holy and living holy and all those other things. Paul boiled it down to simply having a right standing with God that produces peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not about keeping rules and regulations. It's about having a deep personal relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Grab your pen and paper today as we're going to share some of our insights from our personal stories as well as some foundational scriptures and principles to help you grow in understanding how God's kingdom operates in your life. And if you want to reach out to Chris Cree with New Creations and watch his video, he has a YouTube channel where he does kingdom mindsets and he interviews uh, a person every week to help you understand how to grow in the kingdom of God, then I will put that in the show notes so you can connect with Chris and his Kingdom Mindsets platform because it's powerful. And always, if you have any questions, message me at lauriksnyder.com. I would be happy to answer any questions or if you have a topic that you want me to discuss on this podcast, share that there. I would love to uh, be able to answer your questions and address any topics that you're wanting clarity or you're wanting to grow in. All right, so let's get on with the show. Welcome to our Two for Tuesday broadcast. My name is Chris Cree. I am the host, and today I have with me uh, a lady who is an incredibly powerful minister and teacher of the Word of God. Um, Lori and her husband, Fred, were uh, classmates of ours at Karis Bible College. So let me tell you a little bit about what my take on Lori and Fred is. Lori and Fred are friends of ours. They're classmates of ours from Bible College. Um, they 
went off from Bible college. They they have an interesting ministry. In my my perspective, it's 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 unique amongst the people that I know and, and that that are in my circle. In that their focus is in the business world. Fred is an executive with a Fortune is it Fortune one hundred company, Lori? Huh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a big wig, some corporate guy, um, but. He just carries the love of Jesus where he goes in the workplace. Yeah. And and Lori's found, you know, that that your ministry predominantly is to the unchurched. Is that that's what you were telling me earlier? Is that correct, Lori? I mean, really outside the four walls of the church, but really it's people who are hungry to go deeper with God. Amen. So whether they're a new believer, they think they've been a mature believer, you know, I'm called to those who just want a hungry relationship with the Lord. Amen. And and I know you're a powerful teacher, so I'm excited to, to hear what you have to share with us today on, on this Two for Tuesday broadcast. Um, and, and we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. That's what you, you said you wanted to, to bring out. Um, can you just give us an overview quick before we dive into the scriptures? Sure. So I grew up heathen. And so I didn't become a Christian until an adult. And I was in professional sales and I was an athlete. So I was used to striving to achieve. I was a performer. And so I applied that to my Christian life. And it just left me really frustrated because I wasn't seeing the transformative change that we're supposed to be conformed into the image of Christ. And no matter how much I tried, I wasn't seeing the fruit of that. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not that it was bad, but I was so sin conscious. I was taught, you know, we're sinners saved by grace and we have this sin nature and we have to repent and get right with God and do all these things. But I didn't know how to be a believer. I was a doer. <laughs> you're you're right? a do-lever, not a believer. Yeah. I knew how to do, but I didn't know how to be. And I didn't know my identity in Christ. I didn't know the Father. Mm. Um, I knew Jesus as my Savior, but not as my Lord. And I definitely didn't know the love of the father. I looked at him as more like a police officer who was going to get me when I did something wrong. And so I was so conscious of when I would mess up and I felt like a failure that I couldn't live up to the standard that I thought God had of me. And it really wasn't until 2000, end of 2005, that when Fred and I, um, we'd been married 13 years at the time, and we just basically said, we're done. And we separated and entered into divorce. And when he said that to me, it was a shock, but it wasn't a surprise because, you know, we were we were living a facade, trying to live the Christian life. But, you know, we'd go to church and do all the things. But the rest of the week we were destroyed. We had such limiting and toxic mindsets. So um, what I did when we separated was I dove deep and I said, God, I want to know you as my greatest reality. I want you to make me whole and make my life significant. And he met me where I was at and started me on this journey of encountering his love, his unconditional love for me. And what it did was start helping me realize, wait, there was a great exchange that took place Mm -hmm. on the cross that Jesus, um, he who knew no sin was made sin so that I would be made the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And so as I started to see what Jesus did on the in his finished work on the cross and the power of his resurrection, because I didn't know the Holy Spirit. I knew about him. We would sing doxologies, but I didn't know the person of the Holy Spirit 
who lived inside of me. So it was almost like I got born again, again. And I just started this amazing journey of intimacy with the Lord. And he mm -hmm. healed my body, he healed my soul, and he ended up healing our marriage and we never did get divorced. And so- Amen, praise God. Yeah. And so really that just called me and I never wanted to go into ministry. And that was a whole thing of the Lord asked me to go into it, but I wanted him to define it because I never felt like I fit in in church. Yeah. Um, I, again, was I didn't have all the religious strongholds that so many people like when we were in Bible school, I could see people really struggling with these things because they had not done the heart work. Well, and, and I can just speak from my own experience. I, you know, we were doing that heart work. Or in, in my case, I, I had to start with renewing my mind because there was so much junk that I'd learned that wasn't in line with the scripture that wasn't, you know, I had all these mindsets that weren't kingdom mindsets. Right. And so I had to unlearn those first so that I could put the new stuff in. Yes. So, yeah, they, I mean, uh, Bible college tends to attract a lot of damaged people because it's yes. it's a triage. It's, it's yeah. you know, soul care, really. It's, it's renewing the mind. So, yeah. yeah. You were, you were ahead of the curve then, it sounds like. Well, we had to, you know, we were forced to because we were broke, busted and disgusted going, you know, through the, the separation process, you know, and it's a journey. You, you take one step forward and two steps back almost. But we didn't go to Bible school to go into ministry. It was yeah. actually my husband's desire that he felt God calling him into Bible school and that we couldn't, he couldn't work at the same time. So, you know, like many of us, we just went all in to follow God, not knowing why, but we went to Bible school to know God so we could know ourselves because we will never know who we are until we know who he is, his mm -hmm. true nature and character. Cause you know, Genesis one 26 were created in his Im image and likeness to have dominion here on the earth. Well, it's an inside out job. Yeah. And that's where today, where I wanted to talk about with is I didn't know how to live in the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus is talking so much about the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven, but I didn't know how to appropriate it, how to bring those realities of the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And once I got a hold of wait a minute, this is the kingdom of God, and this is how we first have to experience it. And we have to know about it and then we have to release it. And that's really where Fred and my ministry comes in is we, we are a believer. So we have to be being first and then we go and do. So that's the fruit that comes out of us. And so no matter where we're at, we're releasing God's kingdom in our sphere of influence. And it doesn't always look like, you know, the, the traditional, church way of doing things. I mean, right. you're, you're, you're talking to people, a lot of whom have no frame of reference. Right. So you, you, you present biblical truth yes. without quoting chapter and verse. Is that right? Exactly. And so that's where I found that many Christians were just, you know, I didn't grow up in the church and I didn't fit mm -hmm. into the church and all this Christianese. And I'm like, who talks this way? And then Fred would go into the business world. Yeah. And, but here's the, the beautiful thing. We talk, we share biblical truths and principles all the time, but without quoting the addresses. And so it's like people just embrace it like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Like you can be quoting Proverbs and Psalms and in the gospel all the time, but you're not being weird about it. Do you know what I'm saying? So that is, and I'm 
not saying that your people are weird, but I'm just saying for us, that was our lens. <laughs> but that was our lens. It's like, I don't know. And I always said, I feel like I'm in the land of the misfit toys because I don't know where I belong. You know, I'm not with the heathens like I used to be, but I'm not in the super duper church spiritual because I, they, I've been opposed or attacked the most for this topic of righteousness in the really? church. In the church. Oh, wow. That can be so I, I, that I want to I want to explore a little bit. So you're saying, well, if I heard you correctly, you're saying that most of the 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 pushback, the the resistance that you get when you talk about our righteousness in Christ has not come from people who aren't believers, but it's come from people inside the church who are believers. Is that correct? Correct. Wow. I was told by um, a female pastor in a church several years ago that I couldn't tell that I couldn't say that I had a revelation of God's word. I was told that I made people wilt that um, when I would say, you're not a sinner saved by grace, you're not a beggar. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of everything Jesus did for you on your behalf. And they would always say, well, I'm not worthy and I can't receive. And I'm just, How does a that, make somebody wilt? That, that makes no sense. That encourages them, lifts them up. It does the right. opposite of make them wilt. Right. Because what happens is most of the church I have found, and again, this is not attack on the church. This is just my story. Sure. They want behavior modification. Don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. Now, again, my lens was such a sin conscious lens. I was constantly aware of of sin. And what set me free was one time we were in church listening to a pastor and he's talking about don't sin. And I hear in my heart, awake to righteousness. And I'm like, and I heard it like three times in my, mm. in my heart. And I said, Lord, is that a scripture? I didn't even know. And sure enough, it is. It's awake to righteousness and do not sin. For many do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. It's in 2 Corinthians 5, 34, so- somewhere like that. I don't know. I can't, again, I don't quote a lot of it because that trips me up. Plus it makes other people feel bad. Like, oh, I don't, I can't say a scripture because I don't know the address and verse, so I better stay silent. Well, that well, was the reality. Me. The reality is, it's it's how it speaks to your heart. It's the truth that's revealed to you that's transformative. Yes. Yes. And so, I have a tendency myself when I when I don't have the electronic tools and the 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 you know, so I can put the Bible on the screen or whatever. But I'll quote what I call the CPV, the Chris <laughs> paraphrase version, because it's how it spoke to my heart. Yes. And, but then I can back it up with, okay, this is what is actually written. And you can see, yeah, it's the same thing. But the way I remember it is how it spoke to my heart, which is yeah. what you're doing right there. Yeah. Fred calls them Lorieisms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've got a bunch of notes for us and you're, you're rattling off a bunch of scriptures beforehand. So I'd like to put some on the screen for folks sure. and, and have you teach through them. So whenever you're ready, let's just dive in. All right, we have what fifteen minutes, so I have to be fast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll trim it down some. Okay, I'll, I won't give all the fluff. One thing about me: no marshmallow messages. You're going to get the go. meat, and most all people right. are like, "You can't handle the truth." I'm like, "Uh huh." Okay, uh, Colossians one three in the Amplified Classic. All right, I got that on the screen for folks. Okay, and so this is going to be again. You have to. We have to have this mind. We were talking about mindsets. This has mm-hmm. to be an understanding of our mindset. Do you want to read it since you've got no, it? No, you go ahead. You, I mean, okay. I'll just do it in the background. You just keep talking and teaching, okay. and I'll have it on the screen when I can. And if I don't, I won't. 
Okay. I'll just flow. Normally I don't, if I get my notes, I get tripped up, but I'll try not to get tripped up today. So it says the father has delivered us or excuse me, the father has delivered and drawn us to himself. All right. I've got the wrong verse up after all that. You said Colossians what? Oh, Colossians 1.3. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. What I have is we continually give thanks to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, oh. as we are praying for you. Is that what it was supposed okay. to be? No. That's not. So I probably wrote it wrong, Don. Or Don. That's all right. Sorry. So why don't why don't we why don't we not worry about the scriptures on the screen today? And we'll no, just I'm just going to speak. Yeah. How's that? that you can pull up Romans fourteen seventeen though. That's going to okay. be a, that's the foundational scripture that I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. But I want to talk about it from a different angle, and I'll explain what that is in my language. But here's the overall principle of the Father has delivered and drawn us to Himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. There's a lot there, but just basically we don't live in the kingdom of the world anymore. We live in God's kingdom. So what is God's kingdom? But the key part is it's the kingdom of his son of his love. So God is love and Faith works through love, Galatians 5, 6. So in order to understand God's kingdom, we have to understand first and foremost, love. We have to receive the love. There's, um, I don't have this written down, but it's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. So it's the very last verse of 2 Corinthians. And this became a foundational scripture that the Lord highlighted to me that we have to know in order to operate in the kingdom of God. And it's um, and it's actually a benediction. I thought I've never heard this in church. Well, I've had it once now. I heard it at a wedding, oh, at a wow. Catholic wedding, my niece's Catholic wedding a couple months ago. I was shocked. Um, but it says, "May the uh, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all." Amen. We have to know those three components. You know, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we have to know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, his enabling power. It's not just favor. It's the divine influence of our heart. It's the power, the enablement to do the things we can't do in our own strength. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I love that verse you just quoted because it shows the heart of every member of the Godhead towards us. Yes. You know, and they're all a little different, but they're yeah. all vital. So we have to know, and that's a whole nother teaching in and of itself. We can do another time because what I have found, like me, people are, you know, Hosea 4, 6 says God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That was mm -hmm. me. And that was Fred. Most people like myself don't know all three aspects of the Godhead. They know two thirds primarily. They know Jesus and they probably know God, the father, mm -hmm. but they have no clue about the Holy Spirit. So that's what the journey that the Lord took me on, knowing those three aspects, just like we are a three-part being, spirit, soul, body. Mm -hmm. We have to understand God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Most people don't even know who lives in them, who they're carrying around every day. Yeah. So um, so may the love of the, of the Father, faith works through love. And what I have found that most people like myself were trying to strive to do the Christian life to get God to love them mm, yeah. versus receiving God's love for them. If you don't know God is for you, you're not going to operate in the kingdom fully. So let's unpack that for a moment. What, you, what I'm hearing there is that if we're always looking at all the things we do wrong and all the ways we fall short, meaning we're looking at our sin, 
Yep. Then what did you say? Then we're not going to be able to do what? Fully operate in the kingdom of God. Amen. We're not going to release it to other people, you know, because it goes back to our foundational um, uh, commandment of love God first and then love other people as ourselves. And we're totally not going to do what Jesus says in a new commandment that I give you, that you will love other people like I have loved you, which is a sacrificial love. There's no Mm -hmm. way we're going to do that in our own natural strength. Because we'll never feel like we can measure up and we're always looking at ourselves and our own shortcomings instead of keeping our our eye on Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. So that's why righteousness is so important. And so with, go ahead and put up Romans because I know we're due to time. Romans 14, 17, go ahead and put that up there. But the kingdom of God is, this is not the the scripture. I'm just telling you this Mm -hmm. before we get there. But the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus in our lives as believers. Say that again. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus in our lives as believers. Amen. I like it. That is knowing that Jesus is Lord. He's not just my savior because we're always wanting to save me from this, save me from that. But that Jesus said, follow him. Yeah. He didn't say understand him. He didn't say, I'm going to explain these things. So you're going to have full understanding. Faith doesn't work that way. Faith requires trust and belief. But we have to know someone in order to establish trust. And we have to have encounters with them. We can't just read about them on a page. We have to have that living encounter. And he is the living word. So do you see how faith works through love? The more we understand how much God loves us and that the Holy Spirit's been poured out in our hearts in love and the kingdom of that we're in is the kingdom of his son of his love. Do you see how all that works? Oh yeah. So now it's just a matter of, wait a minute, I have everything I need that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So I've got to know him in order to have that inheritance that he's already given me. But that's why I have to know also spirit, soul, body, what was done in the finished work of Jesus in his cross, death and resurrection, the resurrection, especially because most people yes. just stay at the cross. Well, yeah, that's, that is so true. The power is in the resurrection. I mean, there, there, we need both components because that's the life. The sin yeah. had to be dealt with, and that's what the cross did. Yeah. But then, like you said, so many believers are hung up on, they're fixated on sin. And they're so carrying their it, cross. Yeah. Every day, and, they're carrying their cross. And, and Jesus dealt with that and said, it's finished. I mean, basically, it basically he was saying paid in full. It's, it's dealt with. And so now we do well to focus on the resurrection because, like you said, that's where the power is in the life. And everything that I'm hearing you talk about this morning is dealing with our identity and who we truly are. And and once we know that, everything else falls in place. Correct. But we will never know who our identity is until we know the nature and character of the Father. And most people don't have that right because they look through a lens of Old Testament I've even was taught there's the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Like there's two different gods. <laughs> it's like he's schizophrenic. I'm like, no, you just don't understand how to rightly divide the word of truth and understanding the full gospel. Okay. So I want to stay on point because again, we could just we can have all these discussions. I love yes. it. But do you see how it's a living conversation that we are to have with people? It's a living, breathing 
relationship. You know, just like that, we just, it's, it's all about our intimate relationship with the Lord. And the principle that I live by is freely receive, freely give. I can't give you what I haven't first received. Exactly. I mean, it's, it, it flows out of the overflow of our hearts and, and, and our own experience. And, you know, if we, even our own provision, we can't, you can't give somebody something you don't have. Correct. So if we're going to be generous, we have to learn how to receive so that we can give. And that, that applies to whether we're dealing with money or whether we're dealing with loving other people. Correct. We have to receive that love before we can give it out to others. Yeah. Or we'll be looking to them to fill a need that we have. Mm. And only God can do that. So. Okay. So for the kingdom of God, so Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking or and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So contextually, it's talking about food and all these things. So really, I want to talk about these principles, these three key aspects of understanding identity, and then tools or action or fruit. So if so to speak. So the three things you're talking about are righteousness, peace, and joy. Yes. So I'm going to be quick if I can. So again, <laughs> you can do it. Yes. We can do, you know, we could spend a whole session just on well, and that the aspect. Beauty of this format is if we don't get it all covered, which we probably won't, I you can come back and we can right. do it again. Right. And Chris, with me, I can go a mile deep in 10 seconds. So awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I've got my mining gear on. Let's go. I'll try, Let's go to stay, I'll try to stay up here for right now. Um, so God's kingdom is not a physical, natural thing, but it's it's the spiritual. Again, it's the spiritual from the inside out. You know, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within us, mm-hmm. it's within our born again spirit. So that's, again, going back to we have to know what happened in that great exchange on the cross and why Jesus said we have to get born again. And this is really what I do in my podcast is trying to lay the foundations. And actually Fred and I are writing um, a Bible study book. I don't know what it's going to be course on understanding how do we uh, lay these, these, we call it life building principles that in order to, or foundations that to build your life upon. Okay. Mm. So in, it is right standing with God to have an intimate relationship with him, just as he intended when he created mankind in Genesis 1. You know, it's interesting. It says in Genesis, it starts out with in the beginning and then all the way through until Re- Revelation, we're back in the garden. Yeah. So God's original intent was to have that intimate fellowship with us and that's where Jesus redeemed us to have that intimacy with him. Now, again, we live in a fallen world, so we have to go through this. But eventually, in the second coming, we will have as God originally intended. All right. But it's that intimate fellowship. And so God's kingdom is is within our born again spirit. And it needs to be released through our soul, through our renewed mind. And that's where in Romans 12, 2, it says that we're to be um, no longer conformed by the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we will know then we'll prove out the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But renewing our mind is not just simply I've got to change the way I think. It is part of it. It's part of it. All of it. You're right. It has to be my emotions. My attitudes, my motives, 
and it involves my imagination. And this is where most people have not even understood, how do I use my imagination? So when I'm reading the word of God, I'm putting myself in that story, or I'm dialoguing with Jesus. What you're saying there is you make it personal to you so that it applies to, so when I read, and I do the same thing, I make it, per, how does this affect me? How, you know, how does this, you know, I'm in that story. I'm part of that story. So you make yeah. it personal. And you ask, you ask questions. Jesus, what does this mean? Or I ask Holy Spirit. It depends on, you know, I talk to all three. I talk to the mm -hmm. Father. I talk to Jesus. I talk to Holy Spirit. It just depends on what aspect or, or you know, there's no rules. Well, and it makes sense to, that we would talk to the Holy Spirit as an example. I mean, people, I think, understand talking to the Father, talking to, to Jesus, but talking to the Holy Spirit, Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to guide us into all truth. Yep. So, and and we saw that that part, that part the Holy Spirit has towards us is that, that fellowship, that communion yeah. Yeah. with us. So why wouldn't we talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. So that word, um, when I talked in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, um, some translations, it's communion with the Holy Spirit. Others, it's fellowship. And communion is our common union. Mm -hmm. And if you look at um, scriptures, Jesus, especially in John 15, 16, and especially 17, Jesus is talking about the oneness. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. And that he's praying that we would be one, just as he and the Father are one, that we would be one because he's going to give us the Holy Spirit so we can be one. And it's mm -hmm. that unity. And if we don't understand that, we're going to strive to perform, to do the good things versus living out of our identity. And so- and that, Well, I'm sorry to jump in there, yeah. but that, that striving is what- causes a lot of the interpersonal friction that we see and, and damages a lot of the relationships when we, when we can get out of that striving because we're 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 living in that that love relationship uh, with the Lord then it, it improves our relationships across the board yeah and, and you know with marriage I, I I read my notes from like 10 years ago I said zip it don't try to fix it <laughs> that's wisdom. <laughs> I, I should write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Yes, you would. <laughs> but here's the thing. We have to know the love of the father. And then we have to recognize lies that we believe about our identity. If you think about where Jesus was, um, was opposed by the enemy, it was always in his identity. Same mm, thing. Yeah. Do something to prove who you are. That's right. And that's what we tend to want to do. I've got to prove that I'm a believer. I've got to prove that I am the righteousness of God. I got to prove that I love God. Right. So it's that matter of abiding in our union with him. Um, and, and what I see too, if we go into the people that they're waiting on, they're praying the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So they're waiting for the kingdom to come upon them. Now it can, and you know, we've been in group functions where, you know, Holy Spirit, there's a special anointing, but everyday life, I'm releasing it. So if I go to the grocery store, I release that to the checkout person. I have prayed with people without even praying in, in, in like really holy prayers and so forth. It's just simply of extending that love and knowing that I'm a carrier of him. Where I go, he goes. I'm his ambassador. So it's a matter of uh, cooperating and partnering with the Holy Spirit. And that's why these three things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
we have to know the person of the Holy Spirit, that he is the spirit of truth. He is our comforter, our helper, our teacher. He is our advocate. He is going to help us. And I've had to lean upon him, you know, because my husband travels with business pretty much every week. I have to have had to lean upon Holy Spirit so much because I don't know how to do these things, especially raising two teenage boys. You know, I didn't know how to do that. So um, he, you know, I always say Holy Spirit makes you smart. So it says acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. So that's how I live. And, and in Philemon uh, verse, is it six? It says um, the communication of our faith is made effective by acknowledging every good thing that is in us. Well, the Holy Spirit's in us. Yeah, and it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance, not not beating them up and telling them how horrible they are. Right. So, yeah, it's and, and you're absolutely right, Lori. There's there's so much here to unpack, and we're actually out of time. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do this again yeah. um, soon. I hope. Yeah, um, we'll unpack it because this is there's these three aspects are crucial to understanding how do you release the kingdom of God? How do you experience it first mm-hmm. and then release it in everyday life? That's right. We have to receive so that we can, you know, freely you have received, freely give so we can do that. Um, Lori, can you tell folks how to connect with you um, yep. and, and the, the work that you're doing there? Yep. So my website is uh, lorikksnyder.com and it's L-O-R-I, the letter K, Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. Yep. It's on not Schneider. It's not Snyder. Snyder. No, it's Snyder. I get it right next time. I promise. That's <laughs> okay. And I have a podcast that I do every week called Created to Thrive. And mm-hmm. that is where um, people who are hungry to go deeper, uh, to make a deeper connection with the Lord and live be and have the life he created for you and to live in whole health. I'm going to be talking more about how do we live spirit, soul, body in whole health versus trying to do everything from the outside in inside Mm -hmm. out, but you know, the wholeness and it's third John two is where I came up with the whole Mm -hmm. creative vibe. So folks can reach out to you through your website, connect with your podcast and if they send you a, a message through your web, you know, like through your contact page. You- yep. And they can Facebook message me. They can Instagram message me. Well, Lori, would you pray for folks and yeah. then, then we'll wrap it up and, and hopefully we can get you to come back soon. Father God, we just thank you for this time. We just give you all the glory and praise. Lord, I thank you that it's the entrance of your word that brings light and understanding to the simple. And so I thank you that your love changes us. And so I just pray right now for all who are watching now or in the future, that they would have an encounter with your unconditional love, that you love them and nothing can can change that. They, there's nothing they can do to make you love them more or less. And so that they would just receive that love and they would ex- receive your righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit so they can live the life that you have created for them in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well,